0: Well, hello everyone. Thanks again for joining us here at the PLS 377 States and Markets podcast. I uh, hope you're doing well and this finds you well wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. So this week in the course, we're going to be trying to take a step forward in terms of uh, beginning to build upon some of the groundwork and conceptual uh, and analytical kind of structure we've built over the first few weeks of the course. I hope that's um, this will be a kind of valuable set of tools we can continue to draw upon. And I look at this week as kind of a transition uh, between this process of kind of building up a, a set of conceptual tools and, and infrastructure um, and moving into what are some of the more substantive and kind of historically and more present day centered um, quote-unquote real-world political and economic or political economic phenomenon we're going to be um, discussing, tracing, and analyzing throughout the rest of the course. Uh, And I'm going to keep this really short, um, hopefully, to just try to set a, a framework that will hopefully inform how you do the reading for this week. There's a very valuable reading by Gilpin. Um, it's a bit of an older text, but I still use it because I think it he really lays out um, some of the key issues we're going to be uh, discussing this week in the class. So uh, be sure to try. It's, it's maybe a little bit difficult. It's a bit long, but please try to get through as much of the Gilpin reading as possible um, for trying to set us up to have a good discussion in class this week. Um, But what I want to do, stepping back um, beyond, because what Gilbin talks about is the ways that um, capitalist systems or industrial capitalist systems can and do differ, right? And and, um, kind of what axes do they demonstrate distinct forms of political and economic organization? Um, And what I want to do today is... um, Use a metaphor that I use in my classes frequently so if you've been in class with me before you've probably heard this um, but it you know if not um, hopefully this is helpful to you or even if you have heard it this is a good refresher and it's a very simple um, metaphor or analogy and we can imagine a scenario where um, someone gives you uh, two bowls of ice cream and one is chocolate ice cream and the other is peach ice cream. And you eat it. Um, you try one. You know, take a moment. Try the other. Uh, and let's kind of imagine you don't really have any experience with ice cream. I don't know. Um, you know, very limited. So these these flavors really stand out to you. Um, and someone comes and asks you and says, "Well, you know, what? Thinking about the the two samples you ate. You know, what? How would you compare them, or how would you analyze them?" And um, I think, you know, there's many ways we could do it, but there's really two broad ways that I think are very, um, you know, and this is why I think this analogy is is very useful because they're both, there's two really accurate and useful ways to describe that experience. And um, description one would probably go something like, wow, well, the, you know, imagine it's like a rich, dark chocolate um, flavor. And it's like, wow, that's really bitter and, um, and it has a very strong kind of bitter taste and and bite." to it. Um, and whereas the peach ice cream tends to be a bit sweeter and more sour and maybe have a little bit of sourness and, and definitely much sweeter, um, and fruitier, um, livelier, maybe, um, you know, I'm thinking of the days when I used to sell wine as a waiter, um, these descriptions, right? But maybe we describe peach as a little bit of a livelier, um, taste, whereas a dark rich chocolate would have like an earthy taste. And, um, that would be a pretty fair uh, way, I think, you know, to describe the distinction between um, chocolate and peach ice cream. However, there's a whole another option available, which I think is um, equally valid. And that is someone could say, well, you know, the flavors were different, sure. But um, I what I really noticed is that, you know, fundamentally, um, both of them were um, you know, frozen milk and cream with some sugar, um, that, you know, their texture was largely the same. Um, and so even though they had different flavors, I mean, structurally and fundamentally, yeah, they're pretty much the same, you know, frozen cream and milk with some sugar, um, stirred up, maybe some salt and some other stuff in there. So, you know, I I really see them as uh, roughly equivalent. And I think that is also a very valid way to compare, describe, Um, the way these two different bowls of ice cream relate to each other. Now, um, maybe you see where I'm going with this. Maybe you're like, why is Kevin just spent three minutes talking about eating ice cream? Either way, um, what I think that really provides is a a metaphor for a whole whole host of things, uh, thinking about a whole host of things in the social world. Um, but in particular, um, thinking about capitalism and industrial capitalism and industrial capitalist societies. And There's two kind of ways we can think about them. One is to think about, to go back to our metaphor, how they are different, where they are different, what ways are they different, how does that create different structures, different social relations, um, different employment opportunities or different ways of being a worker, um, different, you know, the ways consumers, the rights consumers have, um, how the government interacts with the marketplace and how the government interacts with businesses. Right. And that would be thinking about the different flavors and how, you know, they, they, these different chocolate or peach, you know, really bring different flavors to to our mouths when we eat them, um, and taste significantly different to us. Um, and there's another perspective that that might be more akin to the second response where it's like, yeah, sure, there are different ways to be an industrial capitalist society, but their similarities are so great that it's better, it's more important or more useful to focus on the points that really connect them, right? And. What I think this is, why this is a useful exercise to kind of go through this thought process as we get into this notion of kind of often called the varieties of capitalism, right? There's a literature um, in political economy that really emerged in the 1990s um, in tandem with kind of the post-Cold War era of saying, you know, there's lots of different ways to be a capitalist society. And Germany's capitalism is different than Japan's capitalism, which is different than Canadian capitalism or American capitalism and, and so forth. Right, And so we can't really talk about one industrial kind of capitalist system. And in recent years, there's been another kind of reemergence of a school of thought that says, well, that may be so, but it's actually more useful to think about the fundamental aspects that all capitalist societies share and that that is more analytically useful and powerful than thinking about these areas of distinction, and why? And what I think is most important is that both of these are really valid. I, I don't, I'm not advocating one or the other. I think it often depends on what kinds of questions you have or what kinds of questions you want to pursue, will lead you to kind of go in one direction or the other. The ice creams taste really different, or functionally, the two different ice creams are basically the same thing with just some slight variations in taste. Um, I think, again, they're very useful and valuable ways to look at industrial capitalist societies and, and, and capitalist societies more generally and comparing one with the other. Um, so, what I want to do is just throw that to you. Um, I think the Gilpin reading will be really helpful. I'm going to attach the lecture notes for this week um, to this message, and I'll also put them on Ames. Uh, I think those will be helpful to you. Um, and hopefully this this brief discussion here will be helpful to you. So um, please kind of reflect on those, think about those, um, shoot some questions back at me in the comments, write what you think about that, um, these questions in the comments. Um, and I look forward to seeing everybody in class next week. Thanks so much for listening.